I can remember back to our days being in the same building that you and I, again, having that uh, love of music, the familiarity of being Haitians, uh, that music played a big part. Is there a playlist or a top five at the moment of uh, music and musicians songs that bring you joy? And I'm sure it's going to be like all over the map because that's just how we rock. (laughs) But if you could choose five. (laughs) Yes. um, You know what? I'm going to say that too. Music honestly brings me joy. It gets Mm -hmm. me through everything. Um, It it really does. Um, So I'd have to say right now, here's a couple of songs that I'm listening to. Um, Beginning by Joe Boy. Um, It's an Afrobeat song. There's Sugar Cane by June Freedom and Stacey Barth. Um, that's like Cape Bird and Haiti meets together. Nice, nice. So you said June Freedom and Stacy Barth. Stacy Barth, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also in the carnival kind of setting as well. So a little bit of soca and compa meets meets up together. Nice, um, this nice. one is Licky Ticky by Kess and Jay Perry, and Damages by Thames. And then I got I gotta bring in the compa um, with harmonique. The song is called Matuite. Matuite, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I guess I'm gonna have to upgrade my Alan Cave. Uh, get some more <laughs> some more of the rotation. You are gonna need some new people on that playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Can do. Okay, so that was harmonique, Matuite, mm-hmm. Thames damages, Kesta yep. J Perry, Licky Tiki, mm-hmm. June Freedom, and Stacey Bart. Mm-hmm. Uh, sugar cane and then dip beginnings with joe boy yep all right yep. nice all right so we'll make sure that we make a playlist and add that to it the erica mix sweet sweet <laughs> cool thinking also back to your time as an educator mm-hmm. um what are some things where you're like man i wish and then you fill in the blank mm. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you got me, Willie. <laughs> and for that question, it really goes either way. Because like for me, as I think about that building, there were people in that building who I wish I had given them their flowers sooner. Mm-hmm. Meaning I wish I told them like, you're a really dope educator. And we don't always get to see the fruit of our labors, even within a year or two. Um, like, kiddos don't always know how to articulate, like, oh, snap, Miss Laguerre, it might have seemed like she was strict or hard on me, or Mr. Pierre might have seemed like he didn't care. He was always coming at me hard, hard, hard. Yeah. But he actually saw something in me, and he wanted to, like, help me nurture that and bring that out. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I know for my coworkers, there are several who – I wish I told him sooner, like, you're dope. <laughs> you're doing the thing. Yeah. It, it may not always be articulated by a dean or someone um, who just happens to walk into your classroom once or twice a term, a trimester, or even a quarter. Mm-hmm. But being in that staff room day in, day out, having those conversations about, hey, what worked, what didn't, um, and then going into the room. So myself, I knew that I liked to go to the lower grades and take pictures so that the kids knew who I was so that I could build those relationships before they were in my class. 
but also too just to have other teachers see the joy that they were bringing on the faces of the kids that they were teaching because sometimes they miss that so that's something that i wish yeah i would say i wish i advocated more for mm. our students speak on that um when i think about certain rules and regulations at the school specifically when i think about like behavior mm. um i knew that you know certain i don't even remember what they're called they're not merits or demerits we didn't call them that reductions yeah mm. like that just didn't sit well with me and i know that it didn't make our students feel feel good either Mm -hmm. um, and I think about like why do we have these specific behavior policies in place for our black and brown kids when I know if I show up into a white school none of this exists mm -hmm. right that you're mm -hmm. telling kids that they have to walk a certain way let alone walk on a line like who who does that you know, I think it, a lot of, there are some things that just didn't always sit well with me. And because I was new and I didn't always feel like I had a voice in the beginning um, or that I had to fit into this specific mold or, you know, be this cookie cutter or, you know, cookie cutter teacher that they wanted me to be based on their trainings and stuff like that. Right. I felt like I couldn't really, you know advocate more um for for our kids yeah i hear you i feel you yeah and i think you know i wonder what impact i honestly think about it like what mm -hmm. kind of impact did does our did that school um have on 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 kids as as their identity was shaping right yeah it's a it's a question that i ask myself as well and I'm hoping that, um, yeah, to have a couple of kiddos on the podcast to say, like, what was it like mm -hmm. um, now that you've gone through middle school, gone through, if you went through the high school or not, yeah. um, you're in a college or I know a couple who are done now. Mm -hmm. um, what was it like? And when you look back, what is the impact that that had had on you so that their voices can have an effect in a way that we can directly or they can directly say like hey this was x and here's the y and the z that led after that absolutely and i think something that you said that really stands out to me is um a lot of times their voice isn't it's not there mm -hmm. and that's if we're working you know with students their voice should be at the center of what we do yeah yeah yeah. It was interesting. I had a conversation with another woman of color mm -hmm. and she, because I, part of the reason for this podcast is to amplify certain voices, but she made the point of like, if people have been traumatized at school, they're not going to want to go back to where they were traumatized. Yeah. And so for my thinking about what has transpired at certain schools. 
yeah, I can understand why and I can see why there aren't as many Black men who are teachers. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to change that, but I'm also sitting with that, hey, Willie, you were at a place where trauma occurred and there could have been kiddos like, Mr. Mr., do something, say something. Yeah. And felt like because things didn't change immediately or didn't change in the way that they would have liked it to, they like, could have seen in me a per- a person who should be an ally and mm-hmm. wasn't. And so that's something I'm I'm dealing with as well. Yeah, and even kind of talking a little bit more into that, um, trauma, trauma is tricky. Mm. But I, I also think, you know, when more, at least from my experience, if more people are talking about it, then that gives me the space um, to to talk about it as well. Yeah. When I think about, you know, certain things that have been traumatic to me that I have completely forgotten about, like, for example, yeah. um, police brutality, right? Right. There was a, a situation that took place in revolving, you know, police brutality with a family member when I was younger. And that was such a traumatizing experience for me, but I completely blocked it out. Right, right. Until, you know, a couple of years ago, when you started seeing it more on on, um, the media, right? Everyone's talking about it. Now we're having conversations about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely blocked this traumatic experience that I had, right? Mm -hmm. But here it is. People are now talking about it. I want to talk about it too. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if we continue to create this space um it has to be a safe space right right. if we continue to create the space for these conversations to have happen action can take place and i'm not going to say it's something that's going to be instant no but we know that change takes place um it takes time though i know for a fact that it takes time but i think talking about it is definitely a start and this podcast will definitely, you know, bring light to it as well. And I think this podcast is is a start. I hope so. I hope so. And, and as you were speaking and listening to you, um, my mind went to a quote that I believe RG said several times to me the first year I was with her mm-hmm. of growth is uncomfortable mm-hmm, and right. if you want to grow you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable that's right yep and that's so true. yeah you're 100 mm-hmm. percent correct and i also agree with what you said too of like it's got to be a safe place i have to feel as if i'm going to be allowed to grow stumble mm-hmm. and then be assisted and supported um to want to get back up and not just throw my hands down and defeat. Exactly. Yeah. And that goes back to what you said earlier too, about it's all about relationships. Relationships are the bedrock. And if our kids feel safe in the four walls of that we're teaching, then they'll be willing to make mistakes, be vulnerable and know that 
they'll be okay in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if there's one last question I can ask you and ask you, it has to do yeah. with literature. Is there anything you are reading or have read that you're like, this is good, I'm loving it, and that you would like recommend? Or an author that you just like to hype? Yeah, so um, actually right now I'm reading um, Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. Um, and basically the synopsis is these two siblings who were estranged, they come back and meet up with each other due to the death of their mother. Um, and her dying wish was for them to sit down and listen to like this eight hour recording of her family history. And within this history, we travel like at least 40, 50 years um, to like Jamaica, London, to California. We look at social, like social issues, identity, mystery, um, and all of it around a black cake, which kind of gives them comfort as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's what I'm reading right now. So far it's good. Um, but a book that I would hype is, I hope I'm saying this right, Between the World and Me. Um, Ooh, has it built. Yes. Listen, forever, forever. Yeah. I will tell everybody and their mom to read yeah. that book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. How yeah. about you? What are you reading? Right now, I am reading Atomic Habits by James Clear has to do with um, the things we do uh, and how they can be good habits or bad habits um, and just how we can let go certain things we need to do to let go of those quote unquote bad habits and what we can do to in order uh, have those good habits stick. And it's in interesting that you know that you stated uh, Tanahasi Coates is because I'm reading his The Beautiful Struggle memoir that's adapted for young adults because I'm trying to get more of my kiddos to read that. Mm -hmm. So we we got a we got an uh, an author. <laughs> he he's dope. He's he dope. Is. He really yeah. is. He really yeah. is. Sweet. Well, Erica, this was a joy. This was a blast. Thank you so much for for coming through and dropping so many gems. Uh, one in particular, that authenticity of oneself knowing your voice and then using that and then two relationships are the bedrock of everything whether it be in the classroom or in order to to grow uh, and then also too what you mentioned about growth and yeah we we have to be okay with being a little uncomfortable making mistakes but keep going yeah well, Willie, thank you so much um, for having me. I'm not going to lie. I was really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a really great um, conversation. And, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about going back into the school setting, you know, to do social work there. So um, I'm continuing to explore that. But um, I think this, this is definitely inspiring me to go back. For thank sure. you. Thank you. Um, as the Bible verse says, the scripture says, iron sharpens iron. So yes. we just uh, keep helping each other. Yes, yes, please do. Yes. So I am Mr. Pierre. 
She is the former Laguerre, who's now Volchi. Did I say that correct? Yes, you did. All right. And this is the Chronicles of Mister, and we thank you for, for listening in. Thank you.